You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. I, I got to change my tone because there's some groovy music now playing in, on, underneath me. Yeah, it is. You got to like, you got to come in smooth. Derek and Steve present. There's a lot riding on the Chiefs because there's like nobody else that anybody thinks can do it. I agree. I think it's, I'm very nervous and, <laughs> and I hate it. I hate everything. Someone drinking Bud Light cares if there's yeah. corn syrup in their beer. <laughs> Big L, take the L, avocados. And that's tough for me because I, yeah, uh, my rating yeah. system, yeah, yeah, my rating system is avocados. Yeah, you, you can't so afford I, more L's for avocados. Like I know, right. avocados is part of my brand. Yes. You heard it here second. Welcome to episode number 125 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? Derek, what is going on? Classic. Not much. Uh, not much <laughs> is going on. Um, two weeks since the last podcast. We seem to be yep. in a two-week groove. Yep. Maybe we can do next week. We're still uh, figuring it out. I'm spring on spring break, break baby. <laughs> Who wants to go to Cancun? <laughs> not me. I don't. I don't want to go to Cancun. Um, but I should have told, I was thinking I should have told you guys up in Boston that I have a spring break Yeah, again. true. and we could have, we could have planned we'll it around. Something. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like the golf trip during my spring break, just take yeah, a couple days off. That's true. Well, let's, let's try do to do that sp- next year. Try to, spring, try to pin- spring training games. Yeah. Oh, spring training would be great. Yeah. yeah. Try to pinpoint that date next year and then we'll try to do that. I will do it. Cause it's a good time to do it. March is a great, this yeah. is a great time to get out of Boston. You it know, snowed just while, today, right? You had a snow it snowed day. snowed a lot today. It snowed like a foot today. On That's March disgusting. March fourth, I just played foot. basketball and came back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that outdoor so basketball. Yeah. If I tried to dribble a basketball, it would probably not bounce back up right now because yeah, there's, a, the there's a foot of snow. Yeah. <laughs> so episode one twenty five, you heard it here second. Um, we have an opening drive to start, which is a follow on. It looks like from last week's opening drive or last episode's opening drive. Um, Correct. I will let you introduce it. I just wanted to recap because I got some positive feedback on my takes <laughs> from is an alligator and frog legs, does, is it seafood or is it meat? Right. Um, and I'm not saying that there's a definitive answer and that they are definitely seafood, but the fact that they spend the majority of their time in water and sea is just a designation for water is getting a lot of play. The listeners are liking my side of the argument okay, and not not liking your side. I can't, <laughs> that, rem- I can't remember what your side was, but I remember it. Being I don't wrong. remember either <laughs> specifically. Um, well, you I definitely do remember, said meat. I do. I definitely said it was not seafood. Um, I I do remember posing the question of I don't know whether an alligator spends more of its time in water or land. So that was part of it. That I don't know the answer to that. I could be swayed if I if it was if there were some stats to back up that the alligator spends like seventy five percent of its day in the water or something. Derek, you know? trust me. I'm born and raised in Florida. <laughs> I know the alligator. Yeah, but underwater, <laughs> underwater though, the whole, like, is it majority in the underwater? Water. In, in the, the water, water doesn't count for me. Yes, yeah, so seafood doesn't, under- he, seafood doesn't hang out like in the water, but not under the water. Crabs seafood do. is under the water. Crabs are walk around on land all the time. Yeah, but they're, but they, but they are under, when they're in the water, they're underwater. They Sometimes breathe. Sometimes they're half and half. I crabs don't, don't breathe water. The crabs don't have gills. They spend a lot of time on the land. All right. Well, we're not re- rehashing the alligator <laughs> no, debate right saying. here. All but, right, but sounds like there's some positive for being seafood. 
I still negative no positives for being. I still I didn't do any recon on this outside of yeah. the podcast. So anyway, but, I've heard it, I've heard over two people tell me that <laughs> <laughs> alligator seafood. All right. So anyway, big, I just wanted to make sure that uh, the world knew that they're on my side. All right. Cool. Um, so there's our opening drive uh, summary from last week or last episode. Uh, anything else on that before we move it into half number one? No, this is the last I want to talk about alligators being <laughs> seafood. All right, until you go to a restaurant and find it on the menu and it gets re-brought up again. Yeah. One way or the other. So, um, Alrighty, that brings us into half number one, which is sports. All righty, so sports. Um, first topic is... Uh, Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I don't know what to make of it. Um, what do you mean you don't know what to make of it? So it's football, and it is the Robert Kraft story, which I guess happens after our last episode. I guess it was what, like, yeah, just we're kind under, of behind under two on weeks ago now, I think. It was like yeah, a week and a half ago, I guess. Yeah. Right. This is a you heard it here second, literally. Topic. Maybe third. <laughs> Maybe third, yeah. <laughs> um, so Robert Kraft, uh, I don't even know the current status of this, but was... I guess charged, not pro- I don't, prosecuted is not the word, right? It's just charged right now. Uh, I don't know the facts. I don't know I the details. You would. But I don't know. Closer I don't, to the a- you're closer to the action. So I don't really know the facts, but he was charged. I, I believe he was charged in a prostitute uh, with soliciting prostitution at a strip mall massage parlor in in Jupiter, Florida, I believe. Yeah, that's where Wait. Will Campbell lives. <laughs> so, Sh- shout out Will Campbell. Where where all the billionaires go um, for their prostitution, apparently, for the, the $59 special. Um, $59? At, <laughs> at whatever this place was. Um, that doesn't seem like enough money. It doesn't seem like enough money. I, I, t- I agree with that. Um, I don't... So not to make light of the situation, because obviously there's some very serious undertones, but... Well, yeah. $59... Like, I've never... I've gotten massages before, regular massages, yeah. unhappy ending massages. <laughs> for and, more than that. <laughs> yeah, for way more than that. <laughs> um, so so certainly, yes. Um, like you said, there are serious undertones that exist here. Um, what ha- So one thing that I've heard reported in a couple of areas is that there is some question about whether those undertones are real in this case or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were, they did come out at first, but nothing has come out since supporting the that there is, yeah, the undertones because, yeah. being that it's, it's like a, a prostitution there's ring prof- and yeah, there's like uh, trafficking. Like, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously if there's human trafficking, it is a massive, massive thing. Um, and so as of now, it appears that speculation, although the, the thing is, it's not only speculation because I think they, I think I read the, de- the, the, the police department like made a comment about how they uncovered a bigger thing about that, you know, so like they, they did say something along those lines, but then nothing has come out since then. So it could still be under wraps, you know, like we don't really know. Um, but as of now, it, it appears that it's still at this state. It's something that people are making fun of more than treating seriously um, right. with the charges that Robert Kraft is facing anyway. So obviously a bad look, no matter which way you shape it. Um, I think I, I'm, I don't agree with the Patriots fans that are like defending him at this point. Now I'm not saying you have to jump on him either. Like I'm not going to crucify him. Like I'm going to wait and see what else is in this situation. And ultimately if it's, if there's nothing nefarious trafficking wise, then I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's still not a great look. Um, But I think some people are going to too great a length to defend Robert Kraft. So I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know. What What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very weird scenario, obviously, yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm for it. I mean, I know Robert Kraft is not of the owners. He's he's not the most hateable. Yeah. But he's fortunately on the most hateable team. Yeah. And for owns sure. the most hateable team. So I think people are kind of rooting for his demise. Um, and it just added to the list of of Patriot wrongdoings, man. <laughs> Seriously, just it's there, yeah, it's on it's there. One after one after the other, <laughs> just what are you gonna do? It's just nothing a, you can do. Rot, rotten from the inside. <laughs> so sell you sold your soul for six Super they're, Bowls. They're beating themselves. They're beating themselves. Um, so there, there's Robert Kraft. Anything else on that topic? No, just that. I'm sure more will come out. Yeah. Um, who was it? Adam Schefter said that this isn't even the biggest name on yeah, that list. Yeah, which is kind of wild. Yeah. And very, uh, I mean, the the Justice Department was like, we don't know who he's referencing. And yeah, if he knows something, he he needs to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Adam Schefter. <laughs> like, this, is, like, this is like a criminal investigation, Adam yeah. Schefter. It's not like sports is, trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you don't, a lot like, of, have the hot scoop. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of weird stuff around that situation. We'll see what comes of it. Um, moving to baseball, two major signings. Uh, major. Base- baseball feels... It, it se- it's strange in baseball now that it just seems like it takes forever for the big shoe to drop in the free agent market until basically spring training starts. These players don't sign. I remember last year, J.D. Martinez didn't sign with the Red Sox until this time of year as well. Not that it was a mega contract, but it was he was the mar- he was a marquee free agent. Uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado each signed for in excess of $300 million. Uh, I believe Machado was 10 for 300. Is that right? And Harper I was, I think it was correct, Machado 10, 10 for yeah. 300 and Harper was 13 for 330, I believe. That is exactly correct. So Manny Machado to the San Diego Padres for 10 years, 300 million. Bryce Harper to the Philadelphia Phillies for 13 years, 13 330 years. million. Yeah. That's so many years. It's And so much money. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I, like one of the fun exercises I started to do was to like look at things in your life right now, and and identify things that will 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 happen before Bryce Harper actually is a free agent again. <laughs> like oh, like, like thinking God. about some of your younger cousins or something. Like I, I was looking at like I was talking to my my brother, and it was like our younger cousin who was like like nine, I think, is like will have graduated college by the time Bryce Harper's done. <laughs> done on this contract <laughs> like like th- things like that you look around and it's like that is wild <laughs> like so are these i'm very confused about the whole situation because all we hear is like the wah 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 like the whiny players like i cannot believe these players are unsigned there's all this like collusion they're driving down these deals and they're making bazillions yeah. of dollars <laughs> yeah and they everyone knew they would and who cares how long it takes it's 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 a lot of money so there was a lot of negativity around them not being signed, and even um, Kimbrel not being signed. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I understand the frustration behind these people not being signed, but if they're if they're going to help a team win, they're going to get signed, and they're going to make a ton of money. And gotten yeah. and, and worst case scenario, they don't make they don't break the record for all time money. Yeah, right? like, you know, like, like, why is that now the like, bar that, that we set? Like exactly that if you're not is Manny, constantly, is Manny Machado, is Manny Machado the best player in the MLB? No. no. <laughs> is he the best player in MLB in the history of the MLB? No. <laughs> yeah. It's a ridiculous like bar standard that these guys like feel like they deserve. 
um, to get credited to. With Craig Kimbrell, I think it's ridiculous, too, that he's threatening to sit out the year if he doesn't get the value he thinks he deserves. Now, that's that's cool and all from a from a following your own principles type of thing. But this is like a 30 plus year old pitcher who is a closer who is not getting any younger. Like you're not going to get the money next year. Like if you didn't get it this year, you're not going to get it next year as a pitcher, like sitting yeah. out, sitting out a year, getting a year older. It's just some of these like look, look at like the NHL, like the, the, every player, like the, the the 10th best player on a team in the MLB makes more than like the best player on an, on an NHL team. It's like yeah. these baseball players like sometimes get lost in the in the in the big picture of like how much money they get they get to make. Like it's crazy. Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper's deal is for like 200 million more guaranteed money than the absolute highest NFL player. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like 200 million more. 200 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's insane. Like so yeah, I mean the ba- baseball kids play baseball is is the message, right? Kyler <laughs> Murray, why yeah. is he not playing? I don't baseball? know. I don't know. It's it's. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, honestly, he I could see him eventually going to play baseball. Maybe that's part of his thought process. Is fo- football has a younger, younger window? You know, in baseball, you could still play when you're older. But I don't know. Um, I also don't know. So anyway, that's that's a topic for a different for a different day. But anyway, yeah. uh, on those two thoughts, on those two signings, any other thoughts? No, just that the. The Padres are irrelevant. And yeah. that was that's stupid. Yeah. And the Phillies are also crappy. I don't think one <laughs> one baseball player makes your team brings your team to the World Series. Yeah, and, so, and that contract, no opt outs and a full no trade clause. That is just like <laughs> he is he is Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And then it is did you see his his first press conference? Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Bringing a title back to DC. Unbelievable he said, start. A t- yeah, in his first his first major <laughs> press conference, he says bringing a title back to DC. Yeah, I was like Ew. the Phillies, the, the Philadelphia Phillies rival, the Washington Nationals. The good things is the good thing is Phillies fans are very reasonable, level headed people. <laughs> exactly, he's so got I'm that sure going for that, him. So I'm sure there's no pressure that slip up won't affect anybody, and he'll be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, so. There's the big baseball news. A uh, couple weeks until baseball starts. Amazingly, like still, it's less than a month now until the regular season begins. Um, so we'll be getting to that probably next couple episodes. Um, moving to basketball, um, the Celtics are on fire in a bad way. Um, yeah, they're like in in a dumpster on fire. They're in a dumpster on fire. Um, again, we we have learned in the in the NBA in this sport and in this league that you can't make too much of anything that happens in March. You know, we've we've seen teams go through this and then later it's like, why did you ever think that the team with the most talent was going to suck? But right yeah. now it's certainly hard to make that argument with the way things are going with the Celtics. Uh, they're just, just the whole team, like their body language is awful. Their attitude seems awful. They are losing to bad teams and then they're losing to good teams. Um, I mean, I'm not going to harp on the Celtics. Do you have any thoughts on, on what... I mean, my, my current... My current approach is that, like, as much as I would like to be optimistic, pessimistic, anything about it, like, I just in this sport, you just have to wait and see what happens in the playoffs because it's like there's not much else you can make of it now that they're pretty much locked into the range of seating that they're going to be in, you know, in the middle of the yeah. conference. So my only thoughts were what I, I texted you earlier this week with a serious question yeah. asking because the Boston fans tend to do this where they right. 
they overblow like they did it with the Patriots like oh my gosh the Patriots stink how are we not the one seed blah right, blah blah right. like and they don't realize that the team is really good and will win the Super Bowl <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. so I sensed a bit of that coming from the Celtics fan base like oh we stink what's happening just because we're not as good as last year doesn't mean you stink yeah um this I am it's definitely a little different yeah um I've never seen this sort of uh locker room stuff with the Celtics mm-hmm. it's it's very there's there's people talking to the media saying dumb things there's people blowing quotes out of proportion Kyrie's now like calling LeBron there's just things outside of basketball which mm-hmm. is usually a bad sign um but long story short is the Celtics will be fine they'll make the playoffs my bet is that they win at least one series maybe two I think once once you put all that crap behind you in the playoffs it it's a different ball game yeah um, so it's it in the playoffs. It's definitely more skill than off off court issues. So and I think the Celtics have the skill. Yeah, and and I, and I still think Brad Stevens is a good coach. I, I think so too. I do think that he's to blame for a lot of what's going on. I think he needs to work through it, but I think he's a good coach and will work through it. I think um I think the interesting dynamic is that like you're getting so many Celtics fans that literally like don't want Kyrie on the Celtics anymore. <laughs> but yeah, like, like because they of, turned on him fast just because of the way he acts too. It's not that he because he because. The wildest thing about all this is that Kyrie is not playing poorly. <laughs> like, like of all this stuff, like he's act- when everything is when everything is put aside and he's on the court, he's actually playing well this year. Personally, like he's individually playing well, but the Celtics fans almost don't care at this point. I've seen so many people this week being like, "I miss Isaiah Thomas." Like, at least we had fun when Isaiah Thomas was here. Like, even if Yikes. we weren't going to win the title, like we had fun, you know. And it's I like hate that take. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's. I obviously that's an overreaction, but I think the interesting thing is that the only path to the Celtics being what they want to be is Kyrie staying here. So like fans are going to have to get used to that. Unfortunately, if they don't like the guy, they're going to have to live with that. Like, like, and for me personally, I can relate to the reason people are upset about this. It's because Kyrie is being LeBron James, (laughs) like, like personality wise, that's who he's being. And Boston hates LeBron James and they hate his personality. And that's why everyone hates Kyrie right now. And I am trying to, uh, you know, you you just have to come around to the fact that that's the NBA. You you win with talent, and you have to keep Kyrie here, and you, like you, that's your goal is you got to convince him to stay here. And so if you don't like his personality, that's going to be tough, like because you have to get used to it. Um, yeah. So that, that we'll see what happens with them. Um, I'm for it. I think they Im- blow it all up. I love the out. Like the Celtics have have flown under the radar relative to the other teams, especially in Boston yeah, for a long time. It's about time that they've got their own dysfunction. It's true. It's true. They, they literally, I mean, you know, Felger and Maz are infamously call everyone the green teamers that like the whole Celtics fan base, it's always just sunshine and roses like all the time because like, yeah. and finally this is, this year has been hit with a huge wave of pessimism. So like they kind of had it coming. Um, quick thought on just that Celtics Rockets game. I just a, a side note for me. I think the Rockets look, outstandingly good I know I know they were playing kind of a dumpster fire of a Celtics team but the Rockets are reminding people that they did take the Warriors to seven games last year like a fully healthy Warriors team and you know with everyone being healthy now Chris Paul being healthy they added Kenneth Reed at the deadline who's been really good do do you give the Rockets any chance of coming out of the West um I do I think they're the only team that that actually can compete I mean Chris Paul and James Harden are about the closest to a super team as you're going to yeah. get it beyond, beyond the Warriors. So, and James Harden is an MVP. Yeah. He's an MVP candidate. Um, so 
I think they, yeah, I give them a chance. The, the Warriors are beatable. The, I mean, people get hurt. Yeah. There's, there's always things that happen. So I'm not going to put money on it, but yes, I, I, it would be stupid to bet against the Rockets. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think Eric Gordon uh, is a huge factor too in that like he, he just was, you know, watching him against the Celtics the other day, he had like 30 something points. Just he, he just hits every open three that he gets. So it's like yeah. they, they have the formula, I think, to beat Golden State. Obviously, it's still unlikely, but I think if there's a team in the West that's going to beat them, I definitely think Houston is the team that would do it. And what's interesting is that it would be a second round matchup, most likely, because Houston struggled for a while. So they're actually not going to be high enough seed, probably, to be the conference finals. So the Warriors might have to go through Houston in the second round, which is an interesting wrinkle. But, um, so Rockets look good. Last topic, the Orlando Magic it. were the eight seed in the East for one day. Can you tell they me are, about that experience? They are technically still they in are. the eight seed. Wow. They are. They're, there's a, they're both. So them and the Rockets or them and the Hornets have the same. Uh, they're have the Oh, well, no, actually. Yeah, they're still in the eight seed because the the. Um, the win percentage for the Magic is four six two, and the Hornets are four six zero. So they're wow. both nineteen games back of of the Bucks, but the Magic have the one extra win that keeps them in the eight All right. seed. So we are playoff eligible, baby. I love um, to hear it. Never that never happens. How long have we been have we been talking about the Magic like they're a real team? And they're actually not <laughs> right. A long time. Yeah, they're actually a real team. It's true. They're thirty and thirty five and may make the playoffs. That qualifies in the you East. as a real team in the it NBA. Does. Um, they just last night, as soon as they got a taste of power and f- slipped into the eight seed, lost to the fourteenth seeded Cavaliers. Oh, sixteen, man. the the then fifteen and forty eight Cavaliers, Yikes. now sixteen and forty eight. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, you hate so to see it. They're they're and they beat the Warriors two games before, so they. I don't know what they are, they're but they're, they're in the eight seed. Yeah. They're they're a playoff team, is what I, what they are. <laughs> um, so keep your eyes peeled. We are about we are. This close to having me talk about the magic in the playoffs soon, and the and the and the thirty for thirty that will be made someday after they win the NBA championship from the eight seed in the East, and they beat the Hold Warriors. On to your butts. <laughs> so that's back. that's it for the NBA. Um, last topic, moving to a little bit of hockey. We're touching on all four major sports here briefly. Um, What's going under the radar, speaking of your teams, is that yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning are chasing the NHL win, uh, wins record, or I should say points record. Um, now, let me verify this. The NHL single season points record, um, or sorry, NHL wins record, I believe, is 62 wins by the Detroit Red Wings uh, in the 95-96 season. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have 50 Right now, so they are twelve games shy of tying the wins record, with still sixteen games on their schedule. So, going thirteen and three, the rest of the way would give the Lightning the NHL wins record for a single season. Which thirteen and making three the Tamp- making the Tampa Bay Lightning the best hockey team to ever play the game. <laughs> correct, pretty much correct. Yes. Now I will say the wins. Re- so, in fairness, now I'm not going to discredit that wins record, but in fairness. The existing wins record was in the days of ties in the NHL versus so so if you were going to be truly you know completely fair you'd probably have to subtract the Lightning shootout wins but in the in the interest of this is a different world and it's that's part of the game now 
I wouldn't do that. So the Lightning get to 63 wins. They're going to obviously have the record. Um, yes. 13 and three is it. well within what they could do, given what their current yeah. record is. Um, so the Lightning, if the Lightning, this is a team I do not take for granted. Um, I mean, a lot of this, they have been good for a long time, and I follow them and I watch them. They are extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kucherov's going to win the the Hart Trophy. Was that the scoring trophy? The, scoring the Hart Trophy is the MVP. Uh, I believe the Rocket Richard Trophy might be the scoring. Or I forget. Oh no, Art Ross. Anyway, he might. Art he Ross. might win. He he might win both. Yeah, he might win both. Art Ross is the scoring um, points. I believe Hart Trophy is the MVP. So th- it is an unbelievably good team. They lead the league in everything. power play, everything, <laughs> power play offense and power play defense. Um, they have the. They have the best goalie and the best backup goalie. Like our backup goalie is better than, and you can attest to this, Derek. Yeah. Our backup goalie is better than a lot of teams yeah. starting goalies. Yes. Um, we just have a very solid, fun to watch team. Great passing, great crisp, uh, well coached. Yeah. Goal differential I of think, eighty-four goals plus eighty-four. Yeah. They're a high-powered offense. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to jinx anything. I'm watching every game they're on. The Lightning are. I put money on them in Vegas, so we're 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 yeah. on the ship. I mean, we're on the ship. The the Lightning are the clear. I mean, they're very clear favorites for the Stanley Cup right now. I, I mean, 104 points they lead the NHL. The next highest point total is 89 with Calgary. That's they're 13, uh, 15 points ahead of the next highest team in the NHL. And when you look at, we've talked about this several times on the podcast with both of our teams in this division. This division has three of the best five teams in the NHL still like point-wise right now with the Bruins and the Maple Leafs being behind the Lightning. Um, it's shaping out to be the exact same order as last year between those top three, which again, we talked about the exact same thing last year, but is a huge benefit yeah. to the Lightning because the Bruins get the Maple Leafs in the first round, which is one of, like I said, the best teams in the NHL. And so you have to those two teams battle out and then the Lightning get a you know slightly more fatigued entire team if that series goes seven games like it did last year. So... It's going to be really interesting down the stretch, but the difference this year is that there is no race. <laughs> you know, last year the Bruins and Lightning raced for the number one yeah. seed, and the Lightning won that race. This year, the Lightning have already locked up that race, so um, it's an interesting one. Both teams are going to be, or all three teams will be preparing down the stretch. But um, the Bruins did beat the Lightning last week. I think it's a good. The matchup is good. I, you know, the the series last year beat, only went five, they beat, but they did beat them handily. I will. We'll, we'll do. I'll do Devil's Advocate um, in a minute, but. Uh, they what is it five one four one four one I think um against the backup goalie second day back of to a back to back on the road so it was oh, yeah it definitely the is not a yeah but it but it was end to end the Bruins game they they outshot they like doubled yeah, they their dominated shots the game. they just yeah. they dominated so that's yeah and we'll talk about this as it gets closer but the Bruins have the formula that beats and the Capitals I told you this, have yep, the Bruins formula counts, that beat yeah. the Lightning that can beat the Lightning yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, big heavy bruisers, very physical in the the neutral zone. So, um, we'll let we'll let that play out. Yeah. but you're right. It's looking like it's going to be the same yeah. three teams as last year. Yeah, and we'll t- we'll talk about that matchup. We'll talk about that matchup more specifically if the matchup comes up again because it'll obviously be a really good series. But uh, for now, just something for the listeners to look out for if you're looking for some hockey down the stretch is those teams preparing for the playoffs is one of the big storylines because it's shaping up to be another set of marquee matchups in the playoffs between rounds one and two. Um, so there you go with the NHL. Um, anything else on hockey or on sports before we move it on? Go Bolts, baby. <laughs> All righty. So that brings us into half number two, which is pop culture. I made that bitch famous. I made that bitch famous. 
Alrighty, so pop culture. Uh, we got a couple quick hitters here. Um, the Oscar winner. We talked. So we did. We did a very pathetic preview of the Oscars last episode. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> we really phoned it in. <laughs> and so uh, we'll probably be not much better this time. But uh, Green Book wins the Oscar for Best Picture, uh, not without some controversy, as I read. Mm. Um, what were your thoughts? So I didn't see Green Book, Neither did I. and I it it looked good. It was one of the the few that I was like interested to see. I mean, there wasn't a great selection this year, right? And now I'm like angry at it. <laughs> yeah. Now I hate it. Yeah. And and it, there was like rumblings of this when it came out, but now that it won the Oscar, everyone's like, oh, it's a white savior movie. I cannot believe like how something like this won the Oscars, blah, the, the direct, everyone involved with it is a bad person. Yeah. Blah, like there's all these stories coming out that each individual person has done something terrible in their life or something. Yeah, right. So I'm, we are apparently out on the green book. It won the Oscar and immediately got shut down. Yeah. I, it probably would have, it probably would have done better if it came in second and then everyone was kind of just like, Oh, green book. Yeah. Well, whatever. that's what surprises but, me is that like, I didn't really, I, and again, I not, I can't say I was following it very much, but I didn't hear all this backlash before it won. You know, I, there was a little bit, but like the, the change once it won, like to the, the tone of it was so crazy. Like, like how suddenly it was like all these things were a way bigger deal than I had previously heard they were, you know? Um, yeah. so that was interesting. I, I thought the, um, the other interesting side story of green book winning, uh, on maybe one of the more positive notes is that Mahershala Ali um, locks up Best Picture and maybe the same night that he locked up an Emmy for Best Acting <laughs> um, oh, because it, it was the same night as the True Detective finale, which uh, can segue into that topic if you have nothing else on the Oscars. Any, any final thoughts? Um, no, I think that's a great segue, but I will say Game of Thrones is going to sweep. Oh, no yeah, one true, is gonna. True. No well, one's gonna win anything at the Emmys. Well, so against Game of Thrones, I, I tend to agree. But um, the one that could be up for grabs, if you were gonna make the case for Mahershala, would be probably best lead actor because Game of Thrones probably has a tough time defining who the lead actor is. Right? It's probably true. It's probably um, Jon Snow, if anything, it, and he's not right. the best of actors. Yeah, and, and even if he is, though, I almost do feel like Game of Thrones is like entirely supporting actors because there's just so many of them. Now, granted, this next season, maybe with us as it gets to the end, there's probably you could make an argument that like Daenerys and John are leads. But either way, yeah. So if there was one category that could be up for grabs, it would be a lead actor or actress, I think. Um, so Mahershala could be in there. You never know. But um, so anyway, going to that uh, True Detective final uh, episode of season three, um, I think we both had overall positive reaction to this. Is that right? Overall positive, correct. Um, so all along this season, a lot of people felt it was very similar to, to season one as far as it's... Did you uh, go ahead. Did you catch the reference yes, to season yes, one with their great. photos? I love that. That was great. It was, a, it was like, it was a little bit cheesy, I thought, a like little in the cheesy, way it was presented. It kind of just like looked like a little cheesy, but it was a good tie back to, to season one. Um, yeah. It, I think it was HBO and the directors recognizing, hey... Sorry about season two. Yeah, we know see, so true. We know w what you like now. This is what they're going to be like. So, see, look here's a, here's a connection to the first one. Don't mention the second one. It's so true, and, and move on. And I think that it could be a hint at the fact that yeah, like you said, they recognize that, and then B that um, that with future seasons they might be intent on keeping it in the same universe as seasons one and three. You know, because I, I had heard rumors 
before season two, like like before that even started filming and stuff, like right after season one, when they when they renewed it for another season, I had heard rumors that it was going to be like a different case, but like in the same kind of world as season one. And and season two really wasn't like season two was like a different setting and everything, you know, season three came back to the same kind of type of atmosphere. And so maybe it's a clue to like they'll hop around different time periods and different geographical locations maybe, but that it's going to have that same feel to it in future seasons. I would love it if it did, you know, if they just made new cases with that same vibe and the same like world, so to speak. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so, so much like season one though, season three finale wraps up a lot of stuff in one episode. uh, Sometimes being a little bit quick to address it and, and tie it up. Um, but overall, at least they did tie it up. And for me, I thought it was, it was pretty satisfactory, um, in that I didn't feel like there were too many cop outs, you know, what did you think? Yeah, I'll give my, my quick thoughts because we, we don't want to spend too much time yeah. on it because it's, it's old news now, but, um, overall stellar cast, um, like you said, Mahershala Ali blows it out of the water. He's, he, yeah, he, was he does a great job acting. Acting basically three different characters. Yeah. Um, not he acts the young version of himself, middle aged version of himself, and the old version of himself, and they're all great. Yeah. Um, I think the story overall could have been better. Like the there was the twists weren't really twists, and the it all kind of came together at the end real fast yeah. and just made sense. Um, they do leave it a little open ended and kind of like I don't know. It doesn't wrap up with a bow, which I enjoyed, and we we mm-hmm. kind of talked about that a bit. So. Overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend um, 86% Steve Nicholas Avocados Certified Guac. Officially Certified All Guac. Right. So if, if you should check out True Detective Season 3. Um, it's very spooky, dark, mysterious, um, but overall, very, very good. I'm going to... I think I, if I'm going for the season as a whole and I'm like including kind of just like enjoyability, which is like a kind of... We talked about this with Season 1, how like enjoy just the enjoyability of watching it boosted it even if the ending wasn't great or, or didn't tie everything up i'm gonna give this 90 Derek dragon fruits um certified bataya colada um that's high i'm giving it a 90 though uh, it's not like the highest you know but i think i respect that i for the it was the first show in a while that i was like i am really looking forward to watching it on sunday night you know so so i think mm-hmm. um to me that qualifies as being that high so yeah i give it 90 um and yeah, I agree. I think there is a couple flaws in the finale, but I think outside of that, I thought it was excellent. So, so there we go. We hear it. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. 9086 splits. For both certified. Both, both certified. Hosts. Yeah, seriously. That's good. True Detective Season 3. Yeah. Check it out. Um, and then last but not least, you got one more thing for us, it looks like. We got a cozy book corner. All right, so just finished uh, a new book. It's relatively new. It's a historical fiction called The Alice Network. Um, Decent cover, not great, could be better. Um, It's about two different storylines of two different women. One during World War, one is a spy during World War I, and one is post-World War II trying to find her lost cousin. If it was just the spy one, like literally half the book was removed and it was just the spy version, this would be certified guac. Excellent. Very good book. But the post-World War II storyline is so bad Mm. and it's just like unnecessarily 
sex-fueled and childish. There's probably, I'm not even joking, there's a 35-chapter book. I would say 15 of the chapters have like detailed sexual interactions. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> it's too many. Too many <laughs> yeah. chapters. That's way too um, high a percentage. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's well It's well written. It's just, it feels a little forced. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a big book club book right now, but if you like World War II fictions, if you like competing storylines that kind of merge together at the end, um, kind of like All the Light You Cannot See mm-hmm. or The Nightingale, things like that. It was pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm giving it 65% Steve Nicholas Avocados. That's lower because I've read some very similar books recently that were better, but if it's on your list and you're looking to read it, you could you could do worse. So All right. The Alice, the Alice Network, uh, Cozy Book Corner. There you go, 65%. And the headline reads, you could do worse. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, anything else on pop culture before we kick it to the final drive? Um, I'm good on pop culture, Derek. How about you? I think I'm good as well on pop culture. So that does bring us to the final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I want to go first. All right. You got you it. I no, go I had first? no clue. I really didn't know that time. Cool. Um, so I switched this one up at the last minute. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. But I download what's called the Nike Training Club app. Okay. It's just a free app on the App Store. Um, it's basically a collection of workouts. They, they either require no equipment, some equipment, or full equipment. So you can do them at home, out in the field, or at the gym, mm-hmm. whatever, wherever you are. Or So I downloaded it for when I travel because the workouts that you can get are really really intense and really quick and you can target different areas and sometimes they have workouts by different people on it like Ronaldo's on it Messi's on it uh Sloan Stevens is on it there's just a Simone Biles there's just a bunch of real athletes doing these work and it's it's very regimented so it's you can either do reps or you can do uh time or you can do like intensity so you can really pick which workout you want to do and and yeah tailor it to how you feel that day. Um, I don't use it all the time, but I supplement it whenever I whenever I go somewhere or I feel like I should work out and I just don't have the drive, I'll turn one on and follow this this uh, regimen or whatever they make you do. Yeah. And um, highly recommend it if you if you're looking for a new way to work out. Um, it's it's well narrated. The so is it audio? everything come it's it's audio and video. Okay. So everything comes with a video and it and it moves along with you. So thirty seconds go by and the person changes. So like you're it's almost like a class. Yeah. Um so Interesting. Like I said, I don't use it all the time, but it's it every probably once a week I'll I'll turn one on just when I don't have the drive to go to the gym or do something. And um yeah, it's a it's a good workout. There you and go. very user friendly. Very user friendly. And you can connect it to like your Nike points and your Apple Watch and all that stuff. So um yeah, Nike Training Club app. Cool. Nike Training Club. Going to have to keep it in mind and download it. Give it a try. Um, So my final drive is another Netflix show review. Um, This one's called One Strange Rock. Have you heard of this, Steve, or no? I think. Is it like a Planet Earth? It's Planet Earth, yeah. So it's a a documentary series about the planet, essentially. Um, Will Smith is the host and narrator. So it's it's kind of... It adds a little bit of cheese to it at times. but, But basically... It's really, really interesting. Um, not, it's a Planet Earth documentary that is not focused on like the wildlife necessarily, the way that Planet Earth, the Planet Earth and Planet Earth Two are more focused on really the wildlife of the planet. Um, this is much more about the science of the planet and like, you know, like the first, the first episode, for instance, is about like all the like how like 
there's enough oxygen in the world and like all the deep like the surprising details of like how we can live and breathe on the planet and cool the whole series is anchored by interviews with these eight i think i think it's eight astronauts who have all spent time in space and so like it adds their perspectives to it um to kind of anchor all the things they talk about so like if they're talking about the atmosphere like it'll it'll um, aid that conversation by an astronaut talking about like hit when he was in space and like seeing that like thin blue line that is the atmosphere and like his realizations of like how you know it's so much different being up there and like throughout the whole series they use these astronauts like experience to kind of supplement the stuff they're talking about and that Will Smith is narrating um, so very very interesting I highly recommend it I will say so it's a 10 episode uh, series I don't know if there's going to be another season of it. I doubt it because they've covered most of the stuff about the planet. I would think that they would cover. Um, yeah. But the only my only criticism is that it's probably a little too long of a series. Like I think they could have done it in five episodes. Um, okay. But but the first like four or five episodes are just outstanding. And then it kind of as you go, it kind of almost feels like they're repeating some stuff. And like that, it's not maybe as captivating towards the end of the season. But certainly, how long are the episodes? Uh, like forty five minutes. Like, because uh, it, it aired on TV on National Geographic, uh, like in 2018, sometime. So there, there's, there. It's one of those shows where you can see where the commercial breaks are, like on Netflix. It just like fades to black real quick and then comes back. Um, oh, gotcha. So, so it was on TV originally. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna give it 90 Dragon Fruits again, just like I gave True Detective, wow. mainly because of those first several episodes. Like I just was fascinated by them. Um, and I, I highly recommend everybody at least watch the beginning of the series until until it fades on you. Um, so my ninety is really based on the the front of the series, not necessarily like ten deep. I actually haven't finished all ten yet. Um, okay. But so I'm giving it ninety. Derek, Derek Dragonfruit certified Pattaya Colada. So one check it strange out. rock. One strange rock. What if what if each episode was just <laughs> someone talking about like a strange a weird rock, rock on for forty five minutes? Like this this one's strange. <laughs> Look at this one. I'm thinking that's what season two is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couple strange rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it. That does it for episode number one twenty-five of You Heard It Here Second. It was a good ride. Wow, what a what a time. <laughs> we're hey, no, we no if start saying once we get to one twenty-five. What? Oh, we're close to two hundred. We're, we're, we're so close to one fifty. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, close to one fifty. That is a good point. Cool. So uh, that's it. That's all we got. We'll see you guys next right. time for one twenty-six. Later days.